This show contains four-letter words and adult situations. But what did you expect? It's called Now That I'm Older. No, they had the pictures of the house underwater when they were trudging through it. So, I mean, that Photoshop's happens. amazing. <laughs> but that I don't happens. believe nothing. Just for the listeners out there who actually have never been involved in crime or fun, when you got to give somebody a ride, a lot of times that means you're going to get drugs. Just, just so you guys know. So you either got to pay for the gas... You got to give up some some ass, or you got to have some grass to smoke. 70s were a cool time period, kids. Sorry about my shit intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Now That I'm Older with Shane Smith and Ken Baldwin. A.K.A. KB Paperstacks, A.K.A. Baldwin Escobar, A.K.A. Danger Zone, A.K.A. Vanilla Thriller, and A.K.A. MC Killer B. No one calls you any of that. Listen, I love you. I do, but this pity party gets old. Your current position in life is due to decision after decision after decision that you alone have made. No, the storm is not your fault, but the fact that you couldn't bounce back is. The fact that you didn't have a career, much less a decent job to survive on and sustain yourself is your decision. The fact that you now have to rely on government support to once again pay your way so that you can go through college is once again based on all of the decisions that you have made. I'm hoping you take this chance and get your ass through school and you make something yourself so that you stop having to rely on the government and other people to pay your way. You stop having to rely on piece of shit men that you have to settle for to help you make yourself survive. Love doesn't pay the bills like it or not. I love you and I hope that whatever's out there, you do something with yourself. Be the role model for your kids you were always supposed to be. Hey guys, welcome back to another week of Now That I'm Older, a show about how getting older sucks but can be awesome at the exact same time. You can find us online, go to nowthatimolder.com, or also on Facebook as well as Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show anywhere you find us online because that helps us out a lot. And if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash nowthatimolder, and if you give to us like our badass Patreons, we're going to give right back to you. We just recently started exclusive content over on the Patreon page, so go to patreon.com slash nowthatimolder and check that out too. You can also find us on Twitter, Gmail, and Instagram, but it's at NTIOPod. You can also find us on Twitter with the hashtag Potter family. Now, Potter and Family is a family of podcasters that came together to cross-promote each other, spread the word about badass independent podcasts, and create a family out of absolutely nothing. If you go to Twitter and check out the hashtag Potter and Family, you're going to find our show, as well as the Meddling Kids Pod, the Dame Sports and Entertainment Show, and the Nerd on the Podcast. And this week, we're going to talk about something that a lot of people go through as they get a little bit older, and the fact that my wife is going to come onto the show, and she's going to talk about how she had to basically, for lack of a better term, cut off her best friend because the relationship had just become toxic. And this week is going to be a little bit different. In fact, the opening story wasn't a memory that I had. It was actually the email that my wife sent to her friend and told her that, you know, things had ended. And then this week, instead of me being on the show and interviewing my wife with Kenny and us kind of cutting up, we're going to go a little bit more serious. And Kenny's actually going to talk to Nikki about everything that they went through. And I kind of take a backseat and serve as producer. So check it out. We'll be right back. All right, now that I'm older, Alan has an investigative segment. Shane is off mic because we're talking to his wife, and uh, 
it's horrible when you have people you know on the radio because you skip over things. So I am going to interview Nikki. Uh, Nikki had a friend who was an asshole and had she had to cut it off. And we're going to get into what happened and uh, why she had to cut people off because that's part of getting older. You have to cut people off sometimes. All right, hey, hey, Nikki, say hello to the fans. Hello, fans. Hi, Kenny. All five of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of them, so that takes it down to four. Ah, uh, yeah. Damn it. <laughs> We're losing ranking here. Got to have the listeners on. <laughs> I'll be honest. I've been tempted to like post to the Patreon page and be like, this is for Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> Just to rub it in. Just to rub it in. Like, this is Kenny's money. He asked for money. All right. Speaking of money. <laughs> yeah, speaking of money. Let's get into it. Let's, uh, let's give this person a name because we've had enough of pissing people off on the show. So let's call this person. Uh, um. Uh, Name her Lisa. Lisa works. That's easy. To, yeah, that Lisa's easy to remember. Yeah, Lisa. Lisa's easy. But I don't think anybody's going to know this person, even if I did use her name. Yeah, they probably wouldn't. And she's, she's not the, like she's going to listen. She's from the Coastal Empire. So. <laughs> <laughs> that speaks for itself. <laughs> All right. So how long have you known this friend? I've known her since I was 10. 10 years old. She's my childhood best friend. All right. Childhood best friend. So what happened... Give us the the basic rundown, and then we'll get into the details. Just give us a synopsis. All right. Basic rundown is we've been best friends since we were little. We grew up together. We went to school together. Um, it was the three of us, her, me, and our friend Amy. We were considered the three amigos because um, we all lived on the same street. So we were really close growing up. Um, but as we got older, we all started to kind of develop differently. Um to put it to say the least, honestly, because where I took one path, she took a totally different path. And <laughs> as soon as you said develop, I just started thinking about <laughs> different breast growth sizes. There is a big whenever difference. there's a teenage girl and I hear development, I'm like the awkward booby stage, <laughs> <laughs> which she never escaped from, and which I definitely I think I got everybody's boobs. Oh, and just a side note, so you guys know, Amy is we call Amy poor Amy. Uh, Shane, do <laughs> we'll get into why in a little bit? So, Aww. go ahead. Amy's not that bad. <laughs> Amy's at least nice and tries to do for herself. Um, but it was for a long time. It was a one-sided Amy friendship. Amy has to do for herself. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. It was a one-sided friendship, and that's what I started to notice over the last few years. That every time I would talk to her on the phone, I would walk away from that conversation just angry and anxious and. I would worry about her because she, if there was a bad decision to make, she made it. She could be given two simple, easy, good decisions, and she would find the bad decision and make that decision um, from dating drug users and drug dealers and men who beat her to dating she got, She got beat up pretty good, too, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Got beat up really bad. and Stayed with the guy. Stayed with the guy, yeah. That's to the point he, 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 he caused her to miscarry. He beat her up so bad. And she stayed with him anyways. Saved him 300 bucks. What a nice guy. <laughs> he was a son of a bitch. I'll tell you I, that my much. My theory is whenever a guy hits his pregnant girlfriend, he's just trying to get rid of the baby. That's just. He would just beat the shit out of her just to beat the shit out of her. That, that's healthy. Yeah. <laughs> he was He was not a good guy. He was a crackhead. Well, you know, goes to show. Um, and then she dated a drunk. Um, she, I mean, he was an absolute drunk, and she had to make him go to AA meetings, and he would continue to drink anyways, but she kept him around, even so. 
and he ended up breaking up with her and she called me all just distraught and upset and crying about, you know, how she's heartbroken and she's never going to love again, et cetera, et cetera. She has kids too, doesn't she? She has four. Four kids. Four kids. And in between each one of her kids, her husband went ahead and impregnated someone else in between each one. <laughs> yeah. This guy set up franchises. He was, yeah. And with the youngest baby, the youngest pregnancy that they had, um, he had gotten a girl from Germany pregnant. And <laughs> and then after we found out about it, we looked the girl up and goes to show that, you know, the name that she was going to name her youngest son is the name that the girl out of Germany named her kid. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> when the baby mom was still sure. Kid's name. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So she had to go with well, another. Was name she to married name to this guy, or was she just another baby mama? Nope. She was married, and they were married for ten years. Wow. Yeah, she married him, even though everyone was telling her, "Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it." This guy was in the service, wasn't he? No. Uh. Uh-uh, no. God. No. No. I thought he was in the navy. No. He. No. That's the, the, the that's the most recent guy, the most wow. recent boyfriend. He was in the military, but I think he got a dishonorable discharge for drugs. Surprise. Surprise, surprise. Um, yeah, and he's a crackhead. And like six months into their relationship, he had to go to rehab for crack. Um, yeah. There's some flags. Yeah, some major red flags. But she stuck with him anyways, which, you know, to each their own. But, you know, six months in, that would have been a big enough red flag for me personally to think that that's Speaking not so good. Speaking of sticking with somebody, <laughs> how many times have you bailed this girl out? Oh, I don't even know. I, I, I have no idea. Many, many, many times. I mean, I've bailed her out. Her parents have bailed her out. And everyone's there to clean up her mess. And I think that's part of her problem is she's always got people there to clean up her mess. Well, that 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 is usually a problem for people like that. And, you know, I'll be honest with you. I was irate when I heard about these stories. Because, you know, when you're outside the situation, sometimes things are a lot more clear. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. It's easier to judge when you can see the whole picture rather than someone who's in the situation and someone who actually cares about them. It's very difficult. It, it was very telling, though, while we were in Savannah because some stuff went down relating to the story while we were in Savannah uh, for the trip that we talked about earlier on the podcast. I think Savannah was my breaking point. That was it. When that happened in Savannah, that's when I was done. But, I mean, you know, when you can't see things clearly – you don't see things, but I mean, it was pretty obvious to me while we were down there that she's now a crackhead too yeah. of some sort, whether it be methamphetamines or actual crack or whatever, to, tomato, tomato. Yeah, tomato, <laughs> she, tomato, whatever it you know, is. Because, you know, your mother called you and she had saw some signs while she was down there dropping off some furniture I think she was giving to them. Well, that's how it started is the purpose of us going to Savannah initially was one for kind of a quick getaway. And two, I had some furniture in my house that I was going to give to her because she's uh, her house and all of her belongings were decimated. I think it was Hurricane Irma. We, As far as we know. Her well, story. no, I've seen pictures. No, her house got flooded. Pictures it was waist be, deep. Pi- pictures can be faked. No, her house got flooded. It was waist deep in water. Everybody who knew her knew of it. So all of her belongings were destroyed. And I don't fault her for that. I wouldn't be surprised if she had a fucking hose in there squirting the walls down to make them look wet. <laughs> no, they had the pictures of the house underwater when they were trudging through it. So, I mean, that Photoshop's happened. amazing. <laughs> but that I happened. I believe nothing. <laughs> but the purpose of the going down to Savannah was I was supposed to take a bunch of furniture to her. And then, you know, whenever I go to Savannah, I always take her out for a good time because I know she can't afford it. She's Poe. She's Poe Poe. <laughs> she's, she's below the poverty level. She's four kids and i think she made eighteen thousand dollars last year Gee, well well 
on top of all this, just to give you an example, some people just get comfortable and poor and stay there. Yeah. Um, I remember you asking her, why aren't you working while we were down there? And she was like, well, I need to keep an eye on, was it the house? The house and the construction crew that was supposedly in there doing, the FEMA guys that were supposed yeah. to be in there doing all of yeah, the work. Yeah, it, it was flooded, girl. You don't need to guard it. Yeah, don't need to guard it. <laughs> You're poor. You didn't have nothing in there worth nothing. <laughs> Your TV is probably like, you know, worth yeah. 600 bucks new and at a pawn shop, I'm sure she knows, it's worth about $60. She's probably <laughs> pawned it a few times. Get a fix. Probably. Who knows? Um, um, but I was supposed to go down there with the furniture. However, things didn't work out with the trailer. We own a trailer, but it was not brought back to us so that we could take some furniture. And that's okay. And so we went down there sans mm. the furniture. <laughs> but it's true. We went down there sans the furniture. And I wanted to just go and have a good time for Oktoberfest and to take her out, which is what I always do. I always take her out to dinner and have her show her a good time and, you know, help her unwind from the stress of being poor i remember this happening nikki was making arrangements with her while i was um, watching uh suv yeah on order yeah svu <laughs> <laughs> does nikki know about the sound effect do you know about the sound effect does shane tell you it's not the gavel what is uh, it on law and order it's the closing of a cell i read that on wikipedia oh it doesn't sound like that no, it doesn't. It sounds like the gavel. Yeah, it sounds like a gavel or a dong or something. But then when you hear it, when the next time you watch it, you'll go, oh, I guess it kind of sounds like a cell door closing. Like a new cell door, because that sure was a clean sound. Well, you know, it's TV. Everything's <laughs> bullshit on TV. Well, so, anyways, so we go down there, and I give her a call, and I'm like, listen, I don't have the furniture. I couldn't get the trailer, so I'll have to bring it down at a later time. Let's just get together. And I was like, told her, I was like, all I want from you is your time. I don't want any money. I don't want anything else. Well, from she you. knows you don't want any money because she knows you know she's poor. Yeah. And she also knows <laughs> that whenever I show up, I always take her out. And I, you know, it's, I'm the one that pays for everything um, out of the kindness of my heart because I want to show my friend a good time. Which this is something that's important in my calculations later, by the way. In your calculations. <laughs> yes, of how I calculate how deep into the crackhead she is. Yeah. So I had called her. What did I say? I, I called her, I think, right before we went out of town. And I was talking about asking her, you know, what all is it that she needs? And then she, at first she answered the phone kind of slow, just kind of like, hello. And then when I told her what was going on, oh, no, what it was, it was my, I told her that my mother, my uncle had passed. And my mother had some furniture she wanted to give to her. And then how quickly she went from just answering with a calm hello to being completely scattered. And like, it really sounded like somebody who was on cocaine or a meth or something like that with how quickly she was talking and how she rambled and, and rambled. And at this time period, Nikki's still defending. Shut up, bitch. I'm, I'm sorry. Shay, Shay gets to edit that one. You get to edit that one. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa. <laughs> Lisa. So, uh, so she's still defending Lisa and in the background, you can totally tell that Nikki's trying not to sound like she's suspicious. <laughs> I'm trying to give her the benefit of the doubt, which is what I always do with her. Give her the benefit just, of the doubt, and I assumed maybe FYI, this is anxiety. From the, from the person riding in the backseat <laughs> during yeah. the trip, it was obvious you were kind of covering for her because you didn't want to hear it from us. Yeah, I know what I hear. I know what it sounded like, and I was just assuming maybe this is a nervous breakdown. She's got so much going on. She's so stressed out, et cetera, et cetera. And then we get down to Savannah, and my mom gives her a call to say, listen, I've got these items, and I need to coordinate getting them delivered to you. I wasn't part of that phone call, but I have to say a few minutes later, my mother calls me, and the first thing out of her mouth is, is, Shut up, bitch! is Lisa on drugs? 
<laughs> Our producer's rolling his eyes. Like, that's going to take Sorry. two seconds of work. It's the laziest so. producer I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> so my mother wants to know if Lisa is on drugs. And I was like, oh, you heard it too, huh? And she goes, yeah, she rambled, and I couldn't keep up with what she was saying. She didn't make any sense. And then we have another friend that's down in the Coastal Empire um, that's a friend of ours from high school that had heard of her plight and had offered to pay for a storage facility for her so she could put her belongings in a storage facility while the house was... Lisa gets more help than anybody I know. <laughs> yeah, Lisa gets lots of help because everybody knew everybody knew who she used to be, and I think everyone's starting to realize who she's become instead. Well, you know, I think when we're younger, we don't realize that people... All right, look, if you get your ass whooped by a dude once, that's not your fault. But the 15th time... You're a fucking idiot. Yeah. I mean, if somebody laid their hands on me, relationship or not, there's going to be consequences, whether it's calling the police and having them charged. That's a serious charge, by the way. Assault puts you in jail for a long time. And, yep. and to just continually allow that, it's, it's like you're a professional victim. Yeah. Yeah. And I think she gets, she's stuck in the cycle of being addicted to her misery. It's a being addicted to her misery and, uh, people will still allow her to fail, but treat her like it's not her fault. Yeah. So it's really just a form of, of laziness and entitlement, which is exactly why, as much as I lean left on social issues, I'm not a big proponent of, of, of welfare the way it exists now because it creates a class of professional victims. Yeah. And, you know, she's addicted to that lifestyle. I guarantee you she sold food stamps to buy drugs before. I wouldn't be surprised. I know she gets food stamps. I know she gets... No, no shit she gets food stamps. she got four kids and she made $18,000 last year. And yeah. she dates guys who are so irresponsible, they don't even probably show up on her on her paperwork. Oh, no. And she doesn't marry any of these, so they're not going to count anywhere towards her taxes or anything like that. Uh, speaking of taxes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because she has... Because she's poor and she has four kids, every year when she would file her taxes, she'd get $10,000 or more. Jesus. Back. Yeah. The Can you most, imagine the most I have checks? ever gotten back, most ever, was four hundred and twenty bucks, and and I've paid before. So, so fuck those people that get ridiculous amount of taxes back because they're lazy. It, it used to flabbergast me. It's like, why would you get that much? And then I would wonder, what are you doing with ten thousand dollar check cut to you? Dude, I, I could do so much with ten thousand dollars. Oh, I know, absolutely. Uh, I, I wouldn't like, be in that situation. I'd have paid for college. Something immediately. Something. <laughs> Got some business cards for a business I started or something. Show some initiative with it. Yeah, show some initiative. That's the problem is she has no initiative. Instead of getting a few eight balls and fucking going to the beach. She doesn't go to the <laughs> beach, that's for damn sure. She doesn't do anything at all ever. So we're down in Savannah and um my mom calls me, asks me if she's on drugs, things like that. Um, but I give her the benefit of the doubt and I tell her, I was like, you know, Hey, I'm here. This is where I'm at. And I was like, you know, I was like, I picked the condo that is directly underneath your job. So I should be super convenient for you. <laughs> I mean, we were seriously three doors down and one door below where her job was so that she could just come after work and just come and see me. But she didn't do that. And then one time I was on the phone with her where we, she let me know. Producer, make a note. We need what's called a, uh, enabler hat. <laughs> so people can wear the enabler hat when they're being enablers during stories. Well, yeah, jot that down. I'm not enabling anymore. Put it on your imaginary. And until you get to that point of the story, you have to wear the enabler hat. I have to wear the enabler hat. Thank you. 
Very nice to hear that. And I, I'll admit it, I was an enabler because everything that I did for her and I continue to do for her. And at first I did think, you know, a lot of it was damaged from her childhood because she definitely had daddy now, issues. Now, let's, let's, let's throw some facts out there because okay. I did some investigating. I did some pre-interviews before we did this segment. You had already loaned her some money at this point. Oh, yeah. And this was personal money you loaned her out of your pocket. Yes. What was that for? Rent. Rent. Why was she short on rent? Oh. Do you remember? It does. If not, it's I don't remember why she was short on rent, but I knew she didn't have the money for rent. And you knew at that time that was a gift, right? Because you're not getting that money back. Oh, yeah. I knew. I, she had always made it like, I'm going to pay you back. I'm going to pay you back. I always pay everybody back. And so I was like, that that's fine. But I totally approached it like I didn't anticipate it on getting it back. And I never like really pushed for it because I knew she didn't have it. Okay. So we've already established it was a good bit of money. We won't throw you a totally under the bus and tell people all oh, your your business, but but it was a good amount. It was over five hundred dollars. Yes. So she's already borrowed that, and this was recent. It was only like a month or two before our trip. So oh no, it was it was longer than that. It was the year months. before. It was the year before that I gave her that money. But still within a year. Yeah, and then I did the GoFundMe. Well, we'll get to that. Okay. So you oh actually we can go ahead and throw that in. To where you're at at this point, too, because you had already started it before we were down there, right? Yeah, I started it before we were down there. So, put together a GoFundMe. Because to- Nikki told you guys her house was flooded, which I still think may be a Photoshop. Um, <laughs> I think it really did happen. So, but she I did didn't the know GoFundMe to help. Yet. Yeah, no, I didn't know she was on drugs yet. But I did the GoFundMe because I wanted her to be able to kind of rebuild, at least have a starting point to rebuild as far as getting some furniture because she does still have young kids at the house. Um, For now. Yeah, for now. Um, two of them are gone. So she's only down to two kids. So this is, this is where it starts to get a little ridiculous. Um, so she only has two kids. One of them is 15, almost 16, and the other one is 11. Has she called you back at this point? Cause you're at this point, you're out front of the condo on the little sitting area trying to reach her. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Has she, has she gotten back in touch with you yet or was, or were you still waiting for her to get back in touch with you the first time? Um, I don't know which time this is, but yes, there were a couple of times that I kept waiting for her to get back in touch with me, telling her, Hey, I'm waiting. Where are you at? I'm waiting. I'm waiting. The night y'all were supposed to go out. That was the night. Well, all, I waited for her all day Friday and then I waited for her all day Saturday. On Friday, she drove into town because she does live on a, a suburb of the town that we were in, um, which is not that far out, but she drove all the way into town because she needed to give her adult son who is an adult, has his own apartment. She needed to give him a ride somewhere. So she... Hold on, hold on. That, just for the listeners out there who actually have never been involved in crime or fun, when you got to give somebody a ride, a lot of times that means you're going to get drugs. Just just so you guys know, just the verbiage, the way she reported it to you. Uh, and her son's probably a good hookup source at his age. So that may have just been a drug run, just so everybody out there in the clean world knows. Yeah, it may have been a drug run. Probably it's some, something was there. Was, I knew there was something wrong with that. That she drove into town right near where I was to give her adult son a ride somewhere, and then she told me that she had to pick up his dirty laundry because she was going to do his laundry. And I definitely threw the question back at her, like, "Well, can you do it after you see me? You don't have to do his laundry right now. You can still come by and see me." I was like, "I'd like to see you," and it was just one excuse after the other, after the other, after the other. So at this point, does she know you have the GoFundMe? Going? Oh, she's already yeah, she had already drained. You haven't it. got it yet. You no, she, she drained it by then. By the time you were in Savannah, you- yeah, I gave her access to like we like okay, I put together the GoFundMe. 
all of my friends, these are my friends, like my coworkers, coworkers like my coworkers, your my industry people, people and people all that of work this, in healthcare. Yeah, all of this money that we co- gathered came from my people. How much was that? Because that was that was a group thing. I, about fifteen hundred dollars when it was all said and done. About fifteen hundred dollars. That's like six months of service with my business. Mm-hmm. So and all right, fifteen hundred bucks. So <laughs> now we're over two thousand dollars. Yeah, and what? Uh, another thing that caught my attention was. She had asked me to try to give her some money out of the GoFundMe because, according to her, her cell phone was stolen for the second time in two weeks. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean your cell phone was stolen? How are you texting me right now? Yeah, that's, that's what I... <laughs> that's, that's like, I lost my cell phone. I'll let you know when I find it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so she told me her cell phone was stolen for the second time in two weeks. And I'm just like, and I'm wondering... How- I mean, getting it stolen once, maybe. I would like to point out Nikki did not share this information with us while we were in Savannah. Because I'm <laughs> serious. She was trying to avoid this lecture that she did to get. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I had done, I told her, I was like, okay, that's fine. I was like, I want you to go to the cell phone store, Metro PCS, you know, Cricket, whatever. Go to one of those little spots. And I was like, I want to talk to the sales guy. And it's like, and I will release the money to the sales guy because, I mean, I was starting to become very, very suspicious that something was up. And I didn't want my people's money to get squandered on drugs. I didn't want my people's Which money to get were, squandered, where period. It was probably going. It was totally to drugs. Was, that's, 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 the, that's what I'm coming to. Yeah, this is where me and her mother both think that she's on drugs. Um, so, and, you know, of course, she pitched a bitch and was just kind of like, you know, I'm an adult. I can handle my own. I don't need you to micromanage the money, blah, blah, blah. And instead if you were an adult, you wouldn't need a GoFundMe account or she would have had insurance. Would have had insurance. And the fact that she couldn't bounce back from this is her fault, not anybody else's. Right. You're supposed to have a means to recover from something like this. I have insurance on my, my little rental down here. And, you know, technically I don't even pay for it. But I think, I, you know, I told them I pay a dollar a month so I could have a renter's policy. That way, if some shit happens to my shit, I'm not out of it. You know, it's only $25 a month. It's Renter's insurance is not expensive. And yeah. if you've got four kids, you've got all your belongings in this property that you're renting. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure she rents. She, I'm, she obviously can't, can't get a no. mortgage. So, you know, renter's policies cover everything. Theft, flood, everything is covered for a renter's policy. You have um, to have car insurance to get a renter's policy. She drives a car with no car insurance. That's illegal. I know. That's not like a little illegal. That's like they arrest you in Georgia for that. They didn't arrest her. She actually got into a car accident with no car insurance, and it totaled the car, surprise, surprise, and they did not arrest her. How in the world she didn't get arrested, I don't know, because that's generally an arrestable, an arrestable offense in Georgia, especially yeah. if you hit a car, because yeah. now that person just has been victimized by you. Yeah. Your car had no business on the road if you didn't have car insurance. Correct. I mean, does, I guess she owns her car outright because if she had a loan, they wouldn't allow that. I don't know. I don't know if anybody will, she, I don't know if anybody will give her a loan. And if she gets a loan, it's always going to be at a buy here, pay here with some kind of ridiculous interest rate. Some kind of criminal guys. Yeah. Or a title loan or some stupid shit like that. I can't even tell you how many cars she's been through. I don't get that. I well, don't get it. How do you go through that many cars? Because you buy cheap ones off these lots that they're worth people are worth shit. They're pieces of crap, so they don't last long. And you pay an exorbitant amount for them, and you're stuck in that cycle because you keep making bad decisions. Yeah, if there's a bad decision and a good decision, she's going to make the bad one. Right. Well, when you have to buy crack instead of you know pay your car payment, that hurts your credit. It makes it a lot harder to, on the next step. Yeah. So. 
She has no car insurance. God, I didn't even know that. Yeah, no car insurance. <laughs> My God. So, so. <laughs> I mean, I can't even tell you how many things I've done for her. Like, I took a girl's trip where I had another girlfriend that I worked with that let us use her lake house in Alabama. And it was very nice of her to let us do this. So the first thing I thought of was my friend up here who she's got her shit together, love her to pieces. And then there's Lisa. And I told Lisa, I was like, listen, I was like, no charge to you. You just show up. I was like, I'll provide the food. You just show up. And she was kept telling me she doesn't know if she could make it, doesn't know if she could make it. And then I talked to the boyfriend and I coordinated time to where I was going to drive down to Macon, meet them so I can take her. And then we drove to Alabama. So I took extra time. I mean, this was like three hours extra that I had to do to drive to Macon, get her, and then drive to That's Alabama. Like a child. Oh yeah, and they didn't even show up for an hour and a half after I got there. So, so some background information. Uh, I think you told me back in high school, Lisa was known as like one of the pretty girls, right? Oh yes, yeah, she was absolutely. See, I don't see exotic. it now, but I mean, she done had her ass whooped a bunch of times. So. Yeah, she's had her ass whooped, but she was exotic. She was stunning girl, I very mean, pretty. Was her grill good before? Yes, her grill was good before. Her grill yes. ain't good now. I mean, dude. No. Well, an uppercut will do that to you. That's probably more of a probably a hook because it comes in from the side. Jackson no, right. he hit her underneath the chin, and her teeth clanked together, and it crushed them. I'm sure there. Were, and then a lot of it starts know, to look like malnutrition and just and drug, drug use. use. Yeah, all that compounds everything. Yeah. So I'm, I'm having to go off of uh, your info here because I don't see it. <laughs> she used to be so pretty. So she was a pretty girl. How? What was her parental situation when growing up? When y'all were young, her mom's a drunk. Okay. Um, there's stories that shut up, bitch. Oh, Lisa has told me. I have to get that one. Sorry. There's stories that Lisa has Don't told be sorry, me. Sorry, it's a job. <laughs> that Lisa told me where, like, you know, when she was eight, um, her mother would come home shit faced, drunk, hang, like she would look out the front porch from her apartment. Her mom would be asleep with her head hanging out of the door of the car where she's passed out. And Lisa would have to drag her mother's body into the house, covered in vomit and throw her into the tub and wash her off. If, what's the father's situation? He was, he was nowhere. He was nowhere around in and out of jail. Not involved. Not involved. There's still a memory of mine where she sat on the front porch with her strawberry shortcake suitcase waiting for her dad to show up. And he never did. Oh, <laughs> it, it damaged her. It did. What damaged her is the fact that she had a parent that she could feed bullshit to. Oh, sorry, audience. Jack, get the fuck down. <laughs> you don't have to really cut that out. They know the cat. That's part of the show at this point. But we just had to stop the story while I got the cat off the mixer. He's the side co-host. He He's had segments before. <laughs> I know. I've heard them. <laughs> Plus, he's the mascot of our charity. So. <laughs> Powpaws. Powpaws.org. <laughs> And Shane still hasn't set up, but whatever. <laughs> it's a very serious issue. <laughs> it is a very serious it's a very issue. Se- cats need to learn gun safety rules. Yes. <laughs> Could you imagine unsafe guns with cats? I mean, it's <laughs> chaos. <laughs> sorry. sorry, it's back to Lisa. Back to so Lisa. no father. I feel like a big part of this problem is she learned at a young age that her bullshit went way further than it really does. Um. And you kind of helped with that by enabling her from well, you were the same entry and then you just went along with it because it was easier, which I get when you're younger. And as you're getting older, you're finding out that you can't do that. You can't do that. And then I, like I gave her a lot of Louie because I definitely felt like she was she was retarded as far as mental development because of things like, you know, her daddy issues, her mom being a drunk and then, you know, being in an extremely physically you know, abusive. I know plenty of people who were in really bad situations and use that for motivation. Um Quit patting yourself on the back of their producer. 
<laughs> Shane's the producer, in case you guys haven't figured that out. Well, if she would have probably got microphone. with a guy who was worth the shit and supported her, maybe uh, she might have moved forward. But that's still, you know, she had opportunities to do that, and then she kept going back to the one who didn't. Um, I, I don't think these people are victims as much as they are portrayed, and we tend to look at it. I think there is a willingness to it. It's kind of like the Republicans that support Trump. It's willful ignorance doesn't is not okay. If you're ignorant, that's one thing. But if you're willfully ignorant or willfully fucking useless, yeah, <laughs> that's not okay. Um, so at this point, let's get back to the current timeline. I just want some background information because it helps you think of how this person thinks. And a big part of her problem is she thinks people buy her bullshit when they don't really. And they're, they're not. They don't them. anymore. Well, deep down, they, you, you never really bought it, but you took, you know. Gave her the benefit, benefit of the doubt. Benefit of the doubt because that was easier. Yeah. It's easier than confronting somebody. Um, so. Oh, I didn't, I didn't hesitate to confront her. And like, um, not, like she would call me with like, my life is so terrible. This and yeah, this you is confront going on. Her, but you still bailed her out. So, you know, you didn't really confront her at this point yet. So now we're back on the porch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's got her kids laundry. She's got her kids is, laundry, and I never saw her um, that Friday. So, so she's got the laundry, and that's she, she, you're in contact with her. You guys are uh-huh. going back and forth. Yep. Uh, we're down there for the weekend. You don't get to see this person very often. You've just recently, within the last year, given her two grand. Just throwing that out there. Yep. So you're back and forth with her, and she keeps blowing you off over this laundry. Is that that's what happened, right? Yep. And then Saturday's even better. So then we get to the next day. And at this point, I'm not saying nothing because I know that that uh, that that it would be counterproductive. Yeah. <laughs> that you were in the middle of a learning thing, and that if I jumped in, it would you would shut down and start and standing up for her. So I think me and Shane decided we were just going to stay quiet and let this work itself out. And then Saturday comes along. What happened then? Saturday. So most of the morning, she didn't answer my phone calls. Um, I kept telling her, hey, listen, the festival's going on. Let's go. Come on. I'm here. Let's go. And I want to reiterate, she had just blown Nikki off the night before to do laundry for her grown adult child. Yes. Which, for those people, who, again, who live in the clean world, who don't know how druggies operate, she knew Nikki would know she was fucked up if she saw her Friday night. I guarantee you she was fucking buzzed or doing crank or whatever, and she was all lit up and that she couldn't hide it, and that's why she made up a bullshit excuse. Mm-hmm. Again... In her head, these excuses are much more believable than they are for the rest of us. But so let's go back to Saturday. The festival's roaring. You're trying to get in touch with her. Trying to get in touch with her. She doesn't return any of my phone calls. We go pretty much the majority of the day without hearing from her. And then that afternoon, I finally do hear from her. And her story that day was that her crackhead boyfriend, I call him the crackhead, but her boyfriend showed up at home and they decided they were going to go fishing. So he, she's, according to her, he takes her out on their boat, which I know they don't have a boat, but, um, she says they take her out on the boat and they go out to go fishing. Mind you, she's gone fishing instead of seeing her friend who she hasn't seen in two years. Who she already made plans with. She already, and who's waiting for her to show up. She decides to go fishing with the crackhead boyfriend and she says that the boat breaks down. And then she says that because the boat broke down, they had to paddle all the way back to their dock. This is the most ridiculous shit I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, I mean, first was, of all, if you there's if, Coast Guard all over Savannah. There are like Coast Guard up the Oh, wazoo. no, if, I've broken down in a boat with my dad. So, yes, you do have to paddle back. 
Well, I mean, but you could call somebody. This is the age of cell phones back oh, then. Oh, true. Yeah, you didn't it's have a cell phone. Cell phones. You could pull up a GPS coordinate with your phone now. Yeah, we didn't have that when I was a kid. And we know. Shut up, bitch. Uh, Lisa, <laughs> we know that Lisa has a phone because she just poor mouthed you about getting one. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, quit rolling your eyes over there, editor. <laughs> We're not very good at aliases. That's when you know the story's true. <laughs> he has a good sound effect for it anyway. He doesn't, he doesn't have any room to bitch. I swear to God. Especially since he nitpicks me about the goddamn pictures anyway. <laughs> make his job a little harder, too. Playing back picks a bitch, isn't it? Give me a fucking microphone. You're going to keep on talking about <laughs> so, nope, no microphone. <laughs> so I hear from her. She tells me she went fishing, and this is at this. I didn't at this know about point, the fish. You didn't even tell us the fishing part. No, this is when I'm sitting out on the she patio, <laughs> and I'm in the the balcony that overlooks River Street. I'm sitting there, and I'm enjoying a nice little glass of champagne by myself, and I'm stewing. I'm angry, and I'm stewing <laughs> as I sit there um, because I knew it was bullshit. I mean, even if it, even if she did go fishing, and it was true. You knew I was here. Why would you, you go fishing? brushed off to go fish. Shane, next time you come to record, I'm going to go fishing. <laughs> <laughs> I wish so, I could see his face. It's like 9 or 10 o'clock at night, and we're leaving early Sunday morning. We're going to have brunch, and then we're heading out. And she calls me, and she asks me, since she's like, you've never met my grandson. I want you to meet my grandson. And she wants me to get in my car and drive out to Midway, which is an hour away, to come out to her hotel room where she's living so I can visit with her and her grandson. And I just told her, I was like, no, girl, that I'm not doing that. I, I'm not driving out to Midway to meet your grandson while we sit in a hotel room. I was like, I had a condo here right by your job. Um, you were like, here. You were here. You were in town. I'm here for the festival and to show you a good time. I'm not coming to your driving out in the middle of the night to come out to your hotel room to meet you and your grandson when I have to leave in the morning. $2,000. $2,000, yep. And it's not about, year. and honestly, for me, it's not about the money. That's not the deal. The deal is my friend. Just is, a fact. It doesn't matter if it's there to you. I'm just letting the audience remember that this is somebody that has milked you for $2,000 at this point. Well, that's, that's some of it. Some of it. There's more? There's little things here and there. Uh, well, you know, you can't always add the little things up. Yeah, because we add up. I mean, it's it's more than that. Because if you add those up, it's just depressing. Yeah, and that's the money one. I mean, I can't even tell you. I mean, me and my husband, Shane, we're really good at writing a resume. I'll tell you that much. And, like, she's complaining about this job and how they've cut her bonuses and all of that stuff. And I'm just like, here, let me write your resume. I was like, let's get you a better job. There are better jobs out there. Let's do this. Like, give me your information. You mentioned our condo was close to her job. And then at one point, uh, you told me while we were down there that she wasn't working for some ridiculous reason. What was that? <sighs> We were down there talking, and I don't remember how the conversation got up with her that I was like, you know, hey, I was like, you know, when you get off work, I was like, I'm right here. And she goes, I haven't worked in three weeks. And I'm like, what do you mean you haven't worked in three weeks? You don't have the money to not work ever. I was like, you've got to be at work. What are you doing? You don't have PTO time. What are you doing? And then that's when she let it slip that she's only had a part-time job for probably the last two and a half years. And I was dumbfounded, one, that what do you mean you've only had a you part-time job? You kids. You're a single mother. Why are you only working part-time? Because she needs to drive her kids around. That's what she told me. She needs to drive her kids around. And I'm just beyond. I'm, I'm, I'm furious. Where does she need to drive them? 
to school. She doesn't put her kids in the school district with which she lives. No, no. She drives an hour away to get with the oldest one I get. She put her in a specialized school called Savannah Arts Academy. It is the number one ranked school in the state of Georgia. I, I can get that one. However, there are ways around this where you can still have a full fucking time job. Yeah, I'm just saying that everybody I know has kids at work that they have to get to school and back and they still have a full-time job. I think part of the problem is that she doesn't want to make enough to get cut off assistance. She is. Uh, She has, our government has created a system in which she's dependent. Well, not only are you dependent, but there's a, there's a goal to not get off of it. And, and that's so a sad that people are, I could, cause I couldn't live that way. I could not live knowing oh, that no. the government was giving me a check and that's how I subsided. Unless, you know, like if I got like ran over and lost two legs or some shit and got my social security, which is not an entitlement, by the way, we all pay into social security. Then, you know, that's different. But if you're just worthless, yeah, like just if there's worthless. just nothing wrong with you and you just will not work like Paul, um, <laughs> Shane's former roommate, who uh, was so fucking guy. lovely. Hope he's got raped by now. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he did. He he's got a, it pretty well. I'm surprised he hasn't been Shane because I'm 99% sure that he, he ratted on somebody. Oh, easy. <laughs> Paul, Paul, Paul and Lisa might have hit it off. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of, that's a lot of teeth problems though. <laughs> <in our relationship. laughs> you can just take the Cheeto fuzz off Paul's tooth and fill in the ones where Shut up, bitch! Which I don't get. When you off. go through all of that to have braces and you spend that much money to fix your grill, why don't you at least wash it? <laughs> I don't know. Are you, what are you making the faces over? I'm saying Paul's name. Are we allowed to say Paul's name? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I him. demanded that in my contract. <laughs> I have a, we can say Paul's name and we can say David Johnson's name because he gave us permission. Do you have to say his last name? Who? David's. You don't have to, but he gave us permission, carte blanche, to say whatever we want. David did? Yeah, he he said he isn't butthurt and he has a sense of humor and he doesn't really care what people think anyway. So. Okay, as long as he's okay with it. <laughs> he said he doesn't give a shit, basically. He, and it is kind of a generic name, so... All right, so I can say honestly that I've watched this relationship between my wife and her friend for years upon years, and I've not wanted to tell my wife to cut her friend off because that's the last thing you want to do is tell your your partner you need to cut off your best friend in the world because maybe they've become toxic. But that's just the way things had gone with the relationship. And when it comes to our friend David, I want to go ahead and commend him for being cool because we do talk about some shit that's pretty deep on this show, and some people can deal with it, and some people definitely can't. Next up, we're going to run to a quick promo, but when we get back, we're going to talk about the wrap up of my wife's story with her friend, Lisa, and we're going to go ahead and kind of just wrap the whole thing up and tell you exactly what she did to end the relationship. So check it out. We'll be right back. these messages. Do you know what I hate, Bix? 
What's that? Movie trailers. Seriously, we go to the movies, we pay a shit ton of money to go and actually see the movie, and then I've got to wait 10, 15 minutes to watch like seven or eight trailers for movies. Some of them I don't give a shit about, some of them I do, but I've seen them like 18 times on YouTube already. I don't want to see it, just play the goddamn movie! But isn't that what this is? What? Isn't this like a, you know, like a trailer for our podcast, Gareth's Random Ramblings, that we try and do every single week? that you can find on Spreaker and iTunes, or you can check out on garrisrandomramblings.space. You know what? I love trailers. They're the best. He's just a guy. He loves to ramble randomly across the wire. It's Gareth. Is anyone else here trying to earn money for college? Your mom goes to college. All right, Kenny. This week we're going to do a brand new commercial for Patreon. You've already been told What's what pa- you've already been told what Patreon is. Uh, I knew you, you were going to ask you me. Assume that I listen. Don't fucking ask me what Patreon is. Patreon is the place. Patreon.com/slash now let them older. Where if they go there, give us money, donate oh. to the podcast every month. Yeah, give me some money. It's for now that I'm older. It's not for Kenny. There is no place to donate to Kenny. Don't try to donate directly to Kenny. Patreon.com, if you go there, we're going to give you things like stickers, T-shirts, unreleased content. We're also going to have Kenny do a shout-out where he talks about you directly, and he's going to do his best to make it as nice as possible. No, I'm not. Pardon my French, but you're an asshole. Rising from the depths of a state called Michigan... Two inebriated dorks prepare their plan for intergalactic domination. Mixing their extensive knowledge of geek culture with their insatiable thirst for alcohol, these two man-children bring you a show like you've never heard before. They will tell you tales from faraway lands and have you questioning their taste in beer. But make no mistake, friend... For the best coverage of your favorite comics, films, and TV shows, there's no better source for you to get your fix. So listen up, strap in, and prepare yourself as Jake and Tom conquer the world. All right, we are back, ladies and gentlemen, for part two of the resolution of the Odyssey of Lisa, Nikki's friend who ripped her off for a bunch of money. <laughs> well, didn't just, rip her off, just took advantage of your friendship, and it was really just a one-sided friendship, and it probably has been for a long time. It has been for a long time, and it was also definitely one of those, now that I'm older, that I'm older now, and I can start to recognize when there's a toxic relationship, and who I knew she, who I knew she could be is not who she became, and I'm having to cut that off. So... We've established what happened. Uh, we've established that you loaned her all this money through various different ways. You've taken care of her. You're bailing her out all the time. She blew you off. It's twice. This is more. that was the second time she blew me off. I went to Savannah. Second time she's blown you off. So you offered to help her with a resume. What happens there that leads up to this conclusion? Well, I offer to help her out with her resume, and I keep offering, you know, giving her some different ideas for jobs, and she flat refused, just refused. I mean, she would not give me her information, would not write a resume, would not look for another job. She made it very clear she was not going to find another job. 
Um, so I said, you know, well, listen, if you're definitely going to work part time, you know, and I've been bugging her for probably two, three years now to go to school, go to school, go to school. I've even offered to pay for her college application. I offered to pay for her getting her transcript so that she could get in. I offered to walk her through the entire process to get her into school. And she would say, I don't have a laptop. And I'd always follow up with, there's a library. You could always go to the public library or the schools have computers on site in the public library for the schools. And it was like, you could go use those. I was like, there are ways around this. It just depends on how bad you want to do it. And it just became kind of a broken record of me constantly saying, you know, if you don't do anything to change, nothing's going to change. <laughs> she took your offer for school and tried to milk it for a laptop is what happened. <laughs> so that's just, but again, that's just another example of her trying to take advantage of you. So you've got her trying to go to school. She doesn't want to do it, which shows she's, again, not looking to fix her situation. Yeah, no. So how do you start the cutoff process at this point? Well, it happened over a series of days, and then finally, and then, you know, Savannah really was kind of my breaking point, and that was when I knew that, I was like, this is this is too much, this this is not a friendship, this is one-sided, and, and this I is a user. And I assume this is all text message Yeah, this is all in text message, she always talks to me through um, Facebook Messenger, because she doesn't have a phone number, <laughs> um, because she doesn't have a phone, because she can't keep a, uh, can't keep a, whatever it's called. <laughs> she can't pay her bill. Can't pay her bill. Um so we're talking, and she messages me one morning, um, and she's just telling me about, once again, her pity party, about how terrible life is and how everything's going wrong, and she's under so much stress, and she doesn't know what to do. That's what happens when you do crack. Yeah. <laughs> and she was wanting me to basically kind of tell her everything's going to be okay, everything's going to be okay. And instead of me doing what I usually do, we're saying that everything's going to be okay, and then sending into this whirlwind of anxiety where I'm trying to give her good advice on like what you need to do. Cause no one's going to do it for you. Um, I just kind of let it rip. And I just told her, I was like, listen, I told her, I was like, you know, I've given you advice and you've ignored it. I've done everything I can to help you. I've given you money. I've shown you what to do. I've tried to show you the path, but you wouldn't take it. And I told her, I was like, you know, I was like, I can't do this anymore. So just to point out, this is at this point, you're finally telling her to take responsibility. I've been telling her to take responsibility. This is the first time I told her. Just bluntly. Bluntly. No, no, I've been very blunt. Um, But this is the first time that I told her that I can't be your friend anymore. Okay. So you've reached your limit. I've reached my limit. What was her response? Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, her response was she tore into me telling me about all what kind of a shitty person I am and how I abandoned her and you know, that I'm not a friend, et cetera, et cetera. And I was told her, I was like, you know, I love you. I hope you go to college. I hope you get your situation together. I was like, but I cannot watch you just kill yourself. I cannot watch you drown because you've chosen to drown instead of swim. I was like, this is a choice. This absolutely 100%. This is a choice. This is your life choice. And you are where you are because of your choices. I said, no, the hurricane is not your fault. And everything that happened because of the hurricane is not your fault. However, your inability to get back up is your fault. It is 100% your fault. It's a compounding of things that have been going on for a long time. And she's she's so used to handouts. that's That's how she's dealing with it. And another thing I was telling her, I was like, why are you still there at the house that's flooded? I was like, first off, you don't own this house. This is not your house. This is somebody right. else's house. This is not your responsibility to clean up. You should have ended your lease, gotten a new lease somewhere else, and went to live somewhere safe for you and your children while they got this house. And if you came back at the end of your lease after it's fixed, that's one thing. But now... Plus, she would, shouldn't she be getting FEMA assistance? 
the homeowners getting FEMA assistance, she's a renter. She doesn't get FEMA assistance. She's not going to qualify for FEMA assistance because she doesn't own the property. It's not yeah. her property. $25 a month. Well, you got to have car insurance to get that. Diamond um, car insurance is unacceptable. I'm oh, sorry. unacceptable. She could have killed somebody. She, she, uh, especially since she's a crackhead. Yeah. Uh, then she's going to get a murder charge. Yeah. If they get someone there. God, this is just really stupid decision. It's just a train wreck. God. So now um, she's bounced around from the crackhead boyfriend's aunt's house, which apparently they all have drug issues. Surprise, surprise. And now they're living on... Um, Birds of a feather. Yep. But now she's living on flooded property that you cannot live in the house. So her and all of her children are now residing in a camper that does not have sewage connection on the flooded property because she will not leave this property that does not belong to her. None of that is shocking. But what no. is shocking is what happened after you cut her off? Well, what happened after her children? Apparently, she decided to share with her children... Um, the things that I had said, and I'm not sure what all she told them. I know that oh, they only the, have adult children. Or the no, children, children, children. One of them is an adult child, um, and that's the one I was a little bit more upfront with because he is an adult. How old's he? Um, he's actually my godson. He's 19. Okay, 19 year old godson, and how old's the other one? Um, she's 15. Um, uh, 15 year old girls know everything. So yeah, 15 year old girls know fine. everything. And she is the one that sent me some very scathing messages of what kind of a shitty person I am and how I'm not a friend and I'm not there for her mother. And I didn't give her any details, but I was like, sweetheart, you don't know the details. You don't know what's going on. You don't know any of this, and it's not for you to know. <laughs> and then when what the, kind of, what, what kind of things did she say? Because these are the details people want to hear. And this is also the 15-year-old daughter that I think is learning how to be manipulative, and she was – trying to get money out of me to pay for her volleyball. And she told me that her mom had stolen her volleyball money and now she can't pay for volleyball and that she had recruiters that were looking at her so that she could go to get a scholarship to college. At one point, is this the child that told you at one point that she thought that Lisa was on drugs? Yeah. She's the one that actually found the methamphetamine on the coffee table and, um, sent a picture to shut up, bitch to Lisa's, uh, defects worker. Wow. So she's, she ran into the defects worker. Oh, good. Okay. So what did she message you now that she's mad at you? Okay. She messaged me. Can you please stop talking about my mom? You obviously don't care for her. And that's pretty clear. And I told her, I was like, sweetheart, you don't know what you're talking about. I love your mom dearly. And I've been trying to help her for a long time, but I can't help someone who can't help themselves. And she proceeded to say, I don't want anything from you. You're disgusting. How can you throw away your friend like that? You are wrong. You are wrong for everything you are and everything you're doing. She has enough issues without her best friend and mom turning on her. It doesn't take a degree to know that you're a terrible friend. I don't care how long you've known her. She has kids and obligations. She can't drop her life for everything you want for her. And I told her, I was like, lots of people have kids. I was like, ah, do they have houses too and proper working cars and daughters who are a lawyer and don't think they're on drugs and faithful husbands? None of mine. None of my problems. I was like, you are humiliating my mom, the two people that she cares about. And then... Then this is where I get from my godson. He says, this is my godson's name. This is really sad to see to come home to because poor boy's in the military and he's got his stuff going for him. To see someone really close to her turn their backs on my mother. You disappointed me. You don't downgrade someone like that, especially your friend. And if this is how you treat your friends, then I never knew you and I don't want to. I don't want to hear anything from you. 
Just read this and accept that what I have to say, there are three things. One being, my mother never had the luxury of tossing her children to the nearest relative, and she has never been that person, if you really knew her. Second, don't you ever try to pin family on family, which I don't know what that is. It's not going to work well for anyone, because i got to go around and talk some sense into everyone. Which I think that's referring to me and her mother having a conversation, because her mother thinks that she's on methamphetamines, and we were trying to figure out how to save her. So... But, I mean, her mother is a drunk, so I can only imagine how that came across. Right. Um, let's see. Well, she said, third one. And single-handedly, you ruined my mother's relationship with close family, and I appreciate you for making what was my homecoming and vacation to more of a lonely, remorseful hospital visit of animosity towards family and friends. Yeah. Send me back my two grand, and I'll feel sorry for you, kid. Yeah, well, what I told her is like, yeah, well, this is my response. You have no idea what you're talking about. You have no idea what has been discussed between your, me and your mother for years. You have no idea the history that me and your mother have. You have no idea how she used to live with me, and she would expect me to pay all of the bills and refuse to pay me rent, which is why she got kicked out of my house twice, because she never paid rent. You have no idea how I've offered to help her get better job, and she flat refused. You have no idea how I've offered to help get her into college over and over and over again, only for her to refuse. You have no idea about my situation and how I got where I am. You have no idea what's been told to me about your grandmother. You have no idea the relationship that I now have with your grandmother. You have no idea the discussions that I've had with your grandmother about your mother's substance abuse. It's like nobody blasted your mom. Nobody did this to your mom but herself. You should have put in there the, the amount of money that you have funneled to her. Oh, no, but I did go ahead and let him know. I was like, I was like, you don't know about the fact that your mother went into my wallet and stole a thousand dollars out of my wallet, do you? When did that happen? Years ago, but yeah, it was when she the last time she lived with me, she went into my wallet uh, and stole money out of it, and when, then tried to tell me that my son's father is the one that stole it. When in fact, my son's father is the one who gave it to me. Why <laughs> would he give it to me and then steal it? it? Makes no sense. So it was just kind of one of those situations where it was like, you don't know anything. You don't know the details. All you know is your mother's side where she just always makes herself out to be the victim. True that. They yeah. respond back to that. Well, kind of a response of, you know, yeah, I don't know those things, but you shouldn't, you should always be there for my mother and you should accept my mother for who she is. And it's one of those things that he's no. <laughs> obviously not older. He hasn't grown and he hasn't matured. So he doesn't know. That's that whole ride or die attitude. It's stupid. That's a stupid attitude. <laughs> Ride or die makes people weak. Exactly. No, you take care of your own. And if the person you're with or the person you're around is not making you a better person, you got to cut that out. Yep. Everybody's got to carry their weight. Ask grass or, or what's the last one? <laughs> <laughs> There's something else that rhymes. Ass, grass, which I mean weed. <sighs> I don't know. Or gas. <laughs> yes. It's ass, grass, or gas, yeah, yeah. So you either got to pay for the gas, you got to give up some some ass, or you got to have some grass to smoke. Seventies were a cool time period, kids. You don't know. What if it's a guy giving you a ride? You don't have a microphone <laughs> shake, but talking. Then he wants gas or grass. <laughs> it's in the book. <laughs> it's in the good old book. All right. So now you cut her off. Her kids freaked out. Um, you're not going to tell your coworkers, hopefully. That they donated to a crackhead. No, God, yeah, no. I, I want keep, them to feel like that they can they tried yeah, that they did a good thing. I would just let them keep thinking they did something nice because that won't that'll, that'll just ruin their their happiness and they don't yeah. need to know. It doesn't really affect them. And, but I just want to point out that uh when somebody keeps asking you for money, that's a sign. Yeah. Um, 
I'm and a, when they refused, I mean, those were, it was really starting to be like big red flags when I was like, let me help you get another job. And she flat refused. Well, you're the bad guy awfully quick once you uh, call her out on her behavior. And it's like that $2,000 doesn't even count anymore. And that's just, you know, those kids have been raised in that poor mentality of, mm-hmm. of entitlement. They don't think it matters that you gave her money and it's never going to change. So. I, you know, I live with you guys and you guys fed me while I lived there, but I tried to earn my keep. I never asked you for cash. I think that's tacky on so many levels. <laughs> so many levels. Um, when Shane comes to record on weeks where I'm low on money, I'll tell him to bring Cokes because he's going to drink all my damn Cokes. But, <laughs> but that's different than asking somebody for 500 bucks. I mean, that's just to me. Uh, I just don't know how you can go to sleep that night and, and actually sleep. After you've just basically used. defiled yourself and your friend. Yeah, you've used your friend. Oh, and then another thing that happened that was funny is her mother got on my Facebook where I was kind of, because, you know, it was a breakup. It was it was a very painful breakup for me. I really had a tough time of it. Um, I did try to keep it a little quiet as much as I could, um, but I really was grieving over the loss of my friend. I mean, it was it was a big, big deal to me, that, and, it, and it still hurts that I've lost my friend. Um, it hurt that you lost two grand. No, it hurt that I lost my friend. She wasn't worth that hurt. The two grand. And that, I think that. that's why I'm recovering as quickly as I am because it was December 10th that I cut her off. I have the message. It was December 10th was the last time I talked to her. Um, and so, like, I was kind of put a very cryptic message out there, just kind of like where I was just saying, you know, I had to release, you know, my someone who I, I was my friend from childhood and someone I'm who bum. I. <laughs> someone who I cared deeply, deeply about. And then that I was kinda, a bum. <laughs> But I list the reasons of why I had to cut her out of my life, why she was toxic to me. But I never gave her name. I was specifically very vague because I did not want to blast her name stupid out Stupid-ass Lisa. <laughs> yeah, stupid-ass Lisa. So then her mother decides to chime in and basically use her name, clearly. <laughs> she outed her. Yeah, she outed her. And I immediately took the comment down and sent her a message saying, listen, I specifically did not use her name because I did not want anyone to know who I'm talking about. I'm just trying to vent on my social media account yep. about what I'm going through and how I'm grieving over the loss of my friend. A bum. A bum. And then I, th- <laughs> I and the way, and the way her mother was messaging i think she was drunk again i really do because it was really scrambled drunks do that yeah but she decided to (laughs) do con like every you know how your friends kind of comment like you know i understand this is really tough i hope you get better you know you know people are trying to be supportive right but she decides to comment on everyone else's comments and start blasting people who she knows nothing about and they weren't even saying anything bad about her just trying to be supportive of me (laughs) and the grief that i'm going through and starts blasting them Drunk about how- rage. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. make sense. It's just angry. Yeah, so, that's so we, exactly what so it was. So got the drunk Hulk, your bum-ass friend. And her, yeah, her <laughs> shitty-ass mom. And her retarded-ass kids. Yeah, and she starts blasting like all my friends, and I Marvel had to block story. her. <laughs> I had to block her. I had to take down all of her messages, and I had to apologize to all of my friends. Be like, listen, I'm really sorry. That was the girl's mom. It's like the Avengers, but it's the deadbeats. <laughs> 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 the dead beats assemble. <laughs> so, so, uh, so in 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 uh, conclusion, ladies and gentlemen out there in fandom, uh, if you have friends that ask you for cash money, just cut them off. It's, I mean, if there's there are exceptions, like if it's a true loan, and they're gonna pay you back in a week, 
Like, say I got paid two weeks from now and my brakes went out and I asked Shane to loan me $200 and I would, and I gave him a date. I gave him a date that said, I will pay you back. And this day, Whatever. that's we one thing. Um, because I would pay it back that next week. It's, it's a short term thing. It should not be meant to sustain them. Um, unless if they're that bad off, then something needs to happen and it needs to not be a personal person giving you a check. It's, it's, there's something wrong and you're probably not even helping them. So no, I don't think I helped her at all. And it's, it is one of those sad things that growing up does suck sometimes because my, in my youth, when I was ignorant to what was going on, it was, it was a lot easier to get by. You can't take this one back because she's so old at this point. She's almost 40. There's no fixing her. No, she's almost 40. She, Why is she where she's at? She's, she's almost too 40. Deep. She's too deep into it. It'd be like letting Paul back into your life. It, oh, it would God. be a horrible decision. So just don't do it. Cut the kids out. Cut a cold slate and move on. That would be my advice. What I'm looking forward to is um, this spring we're supposed to be having our 20-year high school reunion. Oh, and fuck Bo. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of deadbeats, just going to throw that fuck out there. Bo. Yeah. Bo wasn't that bad. He was nice, just really stupid. Well, Bo didn't con anybody out of two grand. Didn't I? No, he didn't con. <laughs> Bo wasn't a con. Bo was just a dummy. He was just dumb. All Bo con people out of was a piece of wood we hit him with. <laughs> what I'm trying, one of two things is going to, well, no, one of three things is going to happen. Either A, she doesn't show up to the 20 year high school reunion, which wouldn't surprise me. B, she shows up to the high school reunion and tries to act like everything's fine, um, you she, know, but ignores me, and that would have been fine. Call, do you have to buy a ticket? No, I don't know. I don't have to buy a ticket. We just have to Every, buy our own dinner. You have to buy a ticket. It's like usually like 25, 30 bucks. Oh, whatever. Don't care. Involved, um, she won't be able to go anyway. Right, right. There you go. That's what I'm getting at. If you have to buy a ticket, she'll be able to get, plus she won't have any clothes because her body's all cracked out. Well, what I was, the only bad. thing that I could see actually happening that would have actually really irritated the shit out of me is because people can still be really petty. Ooh, did her and, did her did her husband that beat her go to school with y'all too? No, no. Oh no, oh. no. He was a pedophile. He was twenty six and we were sixteen when we met him. Oh he's been banging oh. her since she was sixteen. Oh, she went for the older guy. He probably had cash. We thought he did. He was yeah, he was a pedophile and he was a murderer, but you know, whatever oh, on that whoa. one. That's a whole other story. <laughs> that's, a, that's another story for another time, Conan. <laughs> yeah. He was a drug dealer who killed somebody, but he knew how to get wow. out of that. We'll come back to that story another day. Yeah. I'll follow up on now that I'm older. But at any rate, ladies and gentlemen, that's the, the odyssey of Lisa, the crackhead, that ripped Nikki off for two grand. <laughs> I'm so pissed off you gave her that money. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. That's it for Now That I'm Older this week, guys. Thank you so much for checking out the show. You can find us online, nowthatimolder.com, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can also find us on Twitter and Gmail, but it's at NTIOPod. Check back next Thursday for a brand new episode. And as always, getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the same time. Have a great week. So I feel like we can probably go for a little bit longer and get some more shit recorded. Shane, get the fuck out. No, no, we need to get some more shit recorded. Get the fuck out. It's time to record some more stuff. Out. And remember, my sentimental friend, that a heart is not judged by how much you love but by how much you are loved by others.